guys and welcome to a new podcast of Center for Digital Marketing and Communication. This is a podcast where we talk about marketing, branding and people from various entrepreneurial ventures. And today I have a very special guest. Uh, his name is Avilo. Uh, hi Avilo and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you Avilo for coming here. And uh, uh, Avilo is, uh, is one of those founders whom I met uh, last year in November for a very small session in Kovlam and uh, he has been gracious enough to give us time and come for this podcast. So, Avelo, first of all, am I pronouncing your name right? Am, am, I, am I pronouncing it right? It's Avelo. Avelo, sure. Avelo. Great, Avelo. So, I know a lot about Avelo. I've been following him on LinkedIn from a very, very long time. Uh, Avelo, but for the listeners and for people who are going to watch this video, uh, please give your introduction. And when I ask about introduction, I ask all my guests to add masala in it so that maybe start from your childhood what you did so that all of us can have great learnings from this uh, podcast as well. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, grew up in a Bengali family uh, and went to uh, a very good English speaking school here in Calcutta. Then thereafter went to Cambridge for my O-levels and A-levels and uh, while I was doing that, while in high school, I wrote to Bill Gates that I want to be a business partner. It took me six months to find his email address throughout the web I was cowering through. And then he responded, actually. I was uh, quite surprised that, uh, yeah, I said, I want to be a business partner. He said, wait for a few years, become an adult. Uh, and I was like, wow, he responded. That was my inspiration mm -hmm. to, to get started with entrepreneurship. And uh, I ended up in Chicago uh, for my undergraduates. Uh, by computer engineering at the Illinois Institute of Technology. And uh, there, second year onwards, I started my startup when I was 19 years old. We won uh, 15 business plan competitions in the US and Canada. We bought around 40,000 free dollars, you know, $40,000 prize money that we won from different competitions. Uh, that helped us get started. So it was like Apple Watch, uh, 10 years before Apple Watch. So it was like a necklace for girls. Uh, which was a smart necklace. So MySpace was going down, Facebook was coming up, and here we were uh, building a smart fashion accessory with which you can add friends in the real world and you can become friends on a social network. Uh, wow, reducing looks, like the a black, looks like a black mirror uh, gadget to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, it was great because parents were scared about pedophiles, cyber bullies at the time in MySpace. A lot of suicides happened and all right. that. Uh, and that time, uh, you know, there was kids were wanting to be on Facebook, but it was not legal for them to be on Facebook. And here we were, you know, building uh, this product. So that became a big hit. We got all over the news, uh, raised venture capital in 2009, 2010, when nobody was investing, deep recession. Obama came into power in 2008, and he put me into Startup America. So I started going, doing what I'm doing in India right now in different colleges, talking about entrepreneurship, become job creator. I was doing that in America, Midwest, uh, going to colleges and schools and inspiring kids to take up entrepreneurship and become job creators. Well, I was doing my own. I was setting an example uh, by being a student entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all know Baba uh, really revived the economy through the startup system, through Startup America. And then 2016, after eight businesses, three exits uh, came down to India. These uh, are some deaths in the family. And then in India, uh, that's when the startup rush was starting in 2016. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, you know, I've already done this. And India follows what America does generally with entrepreneurship and other things. And like, so I've, I've learned 
what worked i learned what didn't work there mm-hmm. so implementing that so kolkata ventures was born in 2016 uh, almost the first week i came to india and that took off very nicely the us government called me up they said hey you are a product you've st- studied in the us you've done business in the us let us market you i said please market me <laughs> so us department of commerce joined hands with kolkata ventures so we call it the indo us collaboration wow. uh, and then iit kharagpur government of india so everybody kind of uh, came to place because east india is nothing happens here everybody goes to your city bombay right. right. bangalore gurgaon pune but uh, calcutta east india is always ignored Uh, as an economic, you know, people think people everything dies here, right? We all sleep mm-hmm. in East India, so which is true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So, so my job was to wake people up, and uh, we did a lot of uh, uh, market research to see what is going on here. Turns out it was mostly consultants helping uh, startups who have never built a startup. Right? It was book knowledge. It was not uh-huh. real hard work, hustle. No action, no action, no execution. No action. It was wine parties with cheese and everything. So yeah. uh, whether it's Nassim or Thai or whoever is in Calcutta, not bad naming anyone. They're all partners now. Mm-hmm. But at that time, it was that. It was mm-hmm. not startup entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. It was mm-hmm. consultants helping entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So we saw there was an opportunity. We started uh, three verticals. One is education, entrepreneurship education, in mm-hmm. partnership with IIT Kharagpur. Then there is seed funding for those startups that need funding. And then there is a third thing, which is resources. so developers designers lawyers uh, accountants uh, uiux whatever you need basically digital marketers mm-hmm. so all that under one roof so you get educated uh, about how to build a startup mm-hmm. and then if you you generate revenue and then if you need funding that's there and then if all the resources are also here so you stick with us if you determine we'll take you through the whole whole journey and it's been 4 years and then 412 revenue generating startups mm. uh which is really <coughs> higher than the national standard actually mm. Mm. many of them are bootstrap most of them are bootstrap only 12 investments mm. otherwise mostly bootstrap uh which is again lean startup methodology that's what we follow 4500 mm. jobs created and we are in three countries right now we're not just uh, kolkata which is the name but we are no more in east india we actually we have incubations in uh, mumbai and mm. bangalore and australia and germany Uh, you know all over so uh, yeah by god's grace it's been virtual incubation so lockdown didn't affect us mm-hmm. because since 2016 we are doing virtual incubation so everybody is still uh, incubated people are still making money digital business are rolling like anything mm-hmm. so it's all wonderful by god's grace wow, wow. what a what a story avelo and uh, avelo so i have one question which which i wanted to ask i can see so many trophies behind you so <laughs> i wanted to ask since when have you been collecting all these all these trophies and which is the latest one uh latest one <laughs> i think it might be this one <laughs> yeah this one is the latest one great, great. but yeah these are since i came to india so these are just trophies uh, last year and this year wow. people from the ventures people invite me so my videos are very uh, useful to people yes. i do a lot of free videos i put it out there yes on minute nuggets two minute nuggets on entrepreneurship that i've learned from experience not talking about bill gates steve jobs right. talking from what i know hmm. and people apply those things and they make money right hmm. one guy walked up to me the other day and said sir i was totally broken my girlfriend left me everything was over today i'm making 30 lakhs a month wow and it's real you don't know me but i only know you from your videos and wow. it all works Wow. I was literally at years advice. So I think it uh, it actually gives you goosebumps when you get somebody who's who's done so well and just because of your 
help to these guys. And it's the effort that goes in, you know. It's not just me. It's a team that puts it all together and whatnot. And it's all worth it because right. somebody is benefiting and the right. country is growing as a result. Right. There's nothing more happy uh, that makes me more happy than knowing that jobs are being created and people are, you know, uh, growing this economy. So, so those kind of things really inspire me. And so these things come as a result of that. People invite me. They feel inspired. I go and. I don't have a very set agenda because by God's grace, you can say I'm retired. <laughs> I have gotten three exits, so by God's grace, I have everything that I need. Right. So now I'm doing what I should be doing for the next generation. And so you are good, good karma points you are earning. <laughs> great, great. So Evelo, my next question to you is, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I feel every Indian family, when, when a son is born or when a daughter is born, Parents always plan something that what will this guy but okay, doctor banega, engineer banega. Nobody plans to become an entrepreneur. So what is your story? What you wanted to do and how you ended up into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I mean I wanted to be a doctor actually. My parents didn't care. I wanted to be a doctor, but then one day I went to the hospital uh, and I saw somebody bleeding and I fainted. So I realized <laughs> doctor is a yoga. Uh, <laughs> engineer was definitely not a choice. <laughs> but again, Bengali family. So my mother is an engineer and she's like, you know, that's what you do. So I went in for it. I was good at coding, didn't enjoy it, suffered through my four years. And I realized that if I have to survive beyond graduation, uh, I should go for what my calling is, what my passion is. And I've Bill Gates letter onwards, that was my passion. Right. Is I want to build my own startup. I want to build something, create something, you know, uh, solve problems. I'm very creative. So that's something is natural to me. Hmm. So I asked my mother, like, can I switch to business? Well, you um, asked her. Uh, after so graduation. Said, I'll tell all the relatives that my son will not become an engineer. That's okay. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, screw it. I'll just finish what I started. Right. While I'm doing this, I'll build my start. Okay. So I got involved with student government. And then I got to know all the smartest people on campus, put right. a team together and got started with my startup. And after graduation, my mother was like, okay, do your job and uh, do startup on the side. I said, graduation that I have done for you. Yeah. This is your certificate and please be happy with this. Uh, please let me live my life now. <laughs> uh, and I was bad son for six years. Uh, uh, now she feels very proud and she's like my son. You know, yeah, she's now crazy. she'll take all the credit. <laughs> now parents will take the credit. <laughs> Always, right? <laughs> Success has... Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> In case she listens to this. Anyway. <clears throat> Great. So, Evelo, when you started your, uh, so I, I will ask you two separate questions because you have worked both in US market as well as in Indian market. Uh, first is when you started in US market, what was the culture like when you initially started? Were people very supportive and what was happening? And I assume that once you came back to India, it was definitely you have to start from scratch or, or you know, the culture completely differs. So, what was your point of view of difference between both the markets? and the response of people to a new startup or a new entrepreneur there? Sure. So even though I was studying in the US, it was a new concept for a student to start a startup. Okay. Uh, there were professors who were starting startups and all that. So when we did as undergraduates, not even graduate students, we were undergraduates, right? Mm -hmm. Teenagers. So uh, the professors were encouraging. And then we won this uh, competition called uh, Business Plan, uh, Business Idea Challenge. And then there was some like, okay, some validation is there. And then we started winning competitions throughout. And what happened was our university's name was published in newspapers. Mm. So they felt proud that, okay, these guys are doing something right. So we should support them. Mm. So there was, uh, you know, they started paying for our uh, trips to those competitions and whatnot. 
and that helped us a lot. And we were bringing in money, trophies, and good name for the university. So the university seriously uh, got behind us, and they've never funded any uh, startup before, and they funded us. Uh, they were the first investors, uh, and it was it was great that within the Chicago community. So within because the university was backing us, uh, we got access to billionaires and millionaires to mentor us. All our trustees are people like who have invested you know, uh, people who have invented the garage door opener or barcode, you know, Ed Kaplan or uh, started like amazing companies. So these are like some of the best minds in the country, you can say, and we got very fortunate to be mentored by them. Hmm. And uh, that's why my journey from 19 to 22, you know, zero to million hmm. was so short. Hmm. It's because I got millionaires telling me the mistakes they made right. and the shortcuts they found. Hmm. And I was not arrogant. That's the only to my credit that I was not like, what does he know is an old man. Mm. I was always like, I don't know, I want to know. Mm. And if they know something, I'll follow it. Mm. And that's what we continue to do. And that helped us a lot. So mentorship has been the biggest help uh, mm. that we have received. And spiritual mentorship also, even mm. uh, I'm associated with ISKCON. So that was also the time my parents got separated. Mm. I was in deep financial crisis. Mm. And uh, the Bhagavad Gita helped me. You know, it inspired me, motivated me. When my startup was rising and I was about to die personally. You know, mm -hmm. so the motivation from Bhagavad Gita and other things that pushed me internally also. So mm -hmm. I was struggling in personal life. I was struggling to build my financial life mm -hmm. and all of that put together, you know, it built me up. I grew like mm -hmm. 20 years in a matter of a few years. Wow. Wow. What an amazing story. Well, I think, and I think everybody whom I've spoken to on this podcast, everybody has said that, you know, uh, probably not about religion, but spirituality is something which gives you that inner fire. And it gives you that amount of patience if you are into entrepreneurship to keep on hustling, keep on struggling and keep moving forward. So uh, amazing, amazing uh, uh, story, Avelo. Uh, and how was your experience when you, when you came back to India? How, how was the culture here? Was there a very big culture? Because we have, we have heard a lot of stories of NRIs, how they struggle when they come to India. So what yes. is your funny story? Tell, tell all our listeners here. Uh, the so biggest culture shock was lying. I was not used to people lying on the face. Oh. Uh, and that was like, I couldn't believe people could just lie so much. So I was... Uh, and first so smoothly. Huh? <laughs> so much and so smoothly. Ha, 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 ha. So there was this guy sitting next to me. He was a co-judge and uh, apparently an investor. It wasn't uh, later on. But anyway, he was brutally abusing all the startups who were coming on stage to pitch. And this was my first experience of dealing with Indian startups. Mm. So, okay, I could understand Indian startups ecosystem is a little backward. So people mm. were like 10 crores, five crores, no idea, no website, yeah. no traction, nothing. <laughs> I thought, I'll have to, you know, if they are enthusiastic, they'll have to be taught. And right. this fellow was going on abusing them. And then he said, you know, I, I told him, I think I should start something here. I started Kolkata Ventures. And he said, you should definitely get me on board. Anybody who doesn't know me is nobody because I'm such a well-known person, I have 327 employees. I have an office in Park Street. Park Street is like a very posh area. Right, right, yes. There was never an office. He broke his leg. I went to his house. Oh. There was no sofa in his house. I had to sit on the floor. There was no garage. He has a Peredia Jaguar. Mm. In his house, there was no garage. Mm. No, nothing against uh, the fact that he's not very resourceful. Right. The fact right. That he lies about being right. resourceful, that is a problem. Right. And so then everybody in the ecosystem told me, this, if this guy's with you, nobody will trust you. Mm -hmm. He has a bad reputation. Please get him out. Mm. And he was... I obviously told him, see, 20 people have told me, even the president of Thai has told me uh, that uh, I shouldn't associate with you. Seems like you have a bad reputation. 
nothing against you, but I cannot build a business with bad yeah. reputation. Right. So if you allow me, I will remove you from my board. And he went on Facebook and talking shit. Oh. And still, till date, he does that. He is not healed from that four years back. Mm. Uh, and he still talks shit about me. He's the only person who does this. Thank mm. God. There's not many people who, who would mm. talk that. But yeah, so that was one. And the other one was I make it, made an investment. Uh, and this fellow uh, immediately closed down his company uh, and uh, gave the money back to his father. And he said, my father gave me a crow to start the business. Okay. I screwed up. You gave me some money. I gave it back to my father. So he's happy at least he got his money back. And my face is saved. I'm like, hey, I didn't give the money to give it to your father. It was to build a business. I, right. Again, stupid. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Uh, so paperwork were not properly done. Another, another instance happened in Delhi. Uh, acquired a company and then there were again issues with uh, mm. it was a VC uh, mm. where this problem happened anyway mm. uh, so paperwork I didn't I wasn't too diligent mm. I was more in the trusting phase than the paper phase mm. now I've learned everything has to be signed and documented and lawyer has to go to it three times I'll go to it three times and uh, yeah. that's the way to do it yeah but but some expensive learnings yes Great. yes so you know, I, I, I want to ask one personal question to you because I remember when, when I was attending one of your sessions which you were taking in Kovalam and I think one, one more thing which I see in a lot of uh, new age startups who, who are these young boys who are looking to get into startup, uh, the moment they see an investor, they think that investor is loaded with money and he's just going to blow money and people flock, flock around any investor like So have you faced any Every day. Every day. People don't even say the name. They say, can you give me eight lakhs? First line. <laughs> Imagine you reaching out to an unknown stranger and saying, can you give me eight lakhs? It's like even the Bhikaris, you know, they don't ask for an amount. They say, push they Right. But these guys are like, very, I'm like, hey, tell me about the startup. Tell me your name. Tell me where you're from. That's a basic courtesy. Yeah. If you treat me like an ATM machine, you really think, uh, <laughs> you know, would your dad give you uh, even eight rupees? Right, right. right. So it's very unfortunate that uh, they don't get trained enough to understand that this is not how you right. treat human beings. Right, right. Again, investors, this is not how you treat a human being, not respectful. Right. So that happens a lot. Right. And obviously, you can understand what the right. reaction would be. Right. Uh, and then there are others who are like, you know what, I really enjoy your videos. I really been following you, all the buttering up and all that, which is important. Right. Small talk is so important, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when they talk about it, like, okay, let me seriously look into it. Right, right. So yeah, definitely that happens. And sometimes some people are like so hellbent. Like, what will it take to get you to invest? I'm like, hey, are you building a startup to yeah. make money or are you building a startup to get investment? My money. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it for a second. Are you building a startup to solve a problem, build customer traction? Right. You know, is it, what do you know what is a startup for? Right, right. You know? Because if there is traction, investor will be knocking on your door. Hmm. Because it's like people want investment, investors are dying to grow their money. Hmm. Right? Hmm. It's hmm. not a th good thing to have the money sitting in, uh, idly. Right. So, so show the traction. So this is what people seem to have forgotten. Hmm. That startup is to generate revenue. Right, right, right. Great learnings happening, guys. Those who are listening to this podcast and those who are watching to this podcast, we're having fun and we're talking about a lot of investor side stories of, of how people trouble Avelo. So uh, my next question to you is, uh, uh, so a lot of people, like you rightly said that, you know, are, is somebody building a startup to actually create a business or they are just creating a business to take your money. So my next question to you is, uh, what are the five biggest myths about entrepreneurship, which you would like to bust right away 
before we move forward to those people who are not looking who are just looking at the at the good feeling of entrepreneurship can maybe end this session here and we can move ahead only serious people can move ahead so what are those five points you want to lose your uh, listeners huh? that's fine i i i don't i care for quality of people who move ahead so the first thing is if you're quitting college or quitting your job just because you think it's too hard and startup is easier than your job or college that's a myth startup is far more harder uh, than your college or your job if you cannot deal with uh, the hardships of college or job uh, then startups is not for you it's not a escape mechanism uh, people like mark zuckerberg or steve jobs who you're looking at uh, who quit is because they were doing so much with the startup that college was they were doing so much more learning than college that was worthwhile uh, quitting college but it was never the case that oh i cannot even deal with the simple subjects which are meant for average students mm. you know uh, and that's why i want to go to a startup that's not the intention mm. uh, second myth is investors don't invest in ideas in 2015 2016 it might have happened mm. today it doesn't work like that investors invest in traction just like you would not invest in somebody who says i have built a car and it is not you know crash tested mm. right you wouldn't trust your family to get on that car Hmm. so similarly an investor would want to get into a startup that is crash tested hmm. what does that mean that means gone through validation hmm. customers or investors or potential customers have given something proof that yes if you build this i will buy it hmm. Hmm. or i i will i'm already paying for your uh, products or there are already users there's some traction some validation to show that yes what my hypothesis is is validated somehow or other right so so validation is important so uh, so investors invest in validation hmm. uh number 3 is if you think you're going to uh the the valuation game people like to think to keep most of the uh, equity to themselves hmm. and not give away too much to either investors or co-founders or anyone hmm. uh that's another myth uh, myth because when you are starting out cash is worth a lot more equity is worth nothing because your value is nothing hmm. when you when you grow and your revenue grows your valuation is higher equity is worth a lot your cash is worth nothing mm. right? mm. not, not nothing but it's worth lot less right so the point is initially you have to be generous with your equity mm. because you cannot give them cash unless your daddy is paying for it so <laughs> you you cannot give them so much cash right mm. so know that you need partners mm. you cannot be i'll be 90% owner and everybody will be my slave mm. why should they come mm. they're coming because they're looking at the vision your passion the the long term thing and that's why they want to have a significant role to play hmm. to be generous with the equity it's better to own 10% of a billion dollar company hmm. uh, than 100% of a 100 rupee company hmm. right it's that simple so that's uh, the third thing uh the fourth thing is don't think the uh, the co-founders that you you know your roommate or your best friend people you already know make the best co-founders it's hmm. not how it works hmm. co-founder should be somebody who has the skills that you lack and you have the skills that they lack and together you can build better than do it individually mm-hmm. regardless of uh, whether you know each other for 10 years or not mm-hmm. so just because somebody is a roommate doesn't mean they will become a good business partner mm-hmm. you might have good chemistry and that is a good reason but mm-hmm. skills are also needed both of you are engineers or both of you are marketers or both of you have the same skills mm-hmm. it's being redundant the other person will feel uh, you know useless unless they learn new skills right right Uh, so choose your co-founder carefully, not based on just friendship, but friendship plus uh, skill complement. So I have a question here, Avila. If, if I if I could interrupt you, mm-hmm. uh, since you have seen so many startups, you have seen so many people building business. Uh, what what is the ratio of uh, does does the success of a company also depends on 
number of co-founders versus a single co-founder does that help what is your experience about it in most now people will whenever i say this they'll say facebook and oyo no, but no, no. in yeah. most cases i have seen with co-founders it's far more successful multiple co-founders multiple co-founders far more successful okay. because the reason is uh, in the first place when you have multiple co-founders you are a guy who can inspire somebody else sell to somebody else with your idea and bring on board right that's a skill that an entrepreneur really needs right uh, now if you don't have this that skill to begin with you know you're a lone survivor that is not necessarily a good thing mm. having said that some people work better as a dictator than in a democracy mm. which is also fine but mm. mostly people do far better when there's a team together everybody takes responsibility shared responsibility and and they go forward it's much more faster uh, and uh, much easier also misery likes company so when you're struggling it's better to be around friends na <laughs> struggling together than struggling alone great 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 sorry you missed you were talking about the last point or uh, the last point so uh, myth about entrepreneurship uh covered investors so let's see the fifth uh, thing about uh, entrepreneurship is don't take companies money the money that's coming in i know you have ambitions to buy cars and houses and something for your girlfriend boyfriend or whatever mm-hmm. uh, don't do that immediately wait for a couple of years mm-hmm. you know let the money that's coming in go back into the company grow it mm-hmm. so think of money as your soldiers right let your soldiers out let them conquer more bring back more mm-hmm. let those second generation soldiers go con- conquer more bring back more. i learned this from mm-hmm. uh, this book called uh, the richest man in babylon yeah, yeah. Yes, yes yeah uh, so so think about it your sons way. and your grandsons that's what he calls it uh, yes, yes. so so kind of like let the money grow itself and then when you feel like company is profitable from mm. the profit you can take a little bit and buy your first car and this and that mm. but don't get greedy from month 1 mm. or month 10 mm. right struggle a little bit know that it's going to worth you live for a long time and it's going to be worth the struggle mm. so that's the last thing right so since we talk about we we spoke about a book which is i am also very big fan of so what 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 books would you suggest uh to also it can i'm not saying just about books it can be books it can be podcast it can be any buddy to follow on twitter also from where you get your knowledge and from where our listeners can also get this this knowledge so my two uh, fundamental books is uh, bhagavad gita as it is hmm. uh, and think and grow rich yeah again napoleon hill Ha, ha, ha. Yes, Think and Grow Rich. I, I don't know how many times I've uh, heard it. So I do audio books. I just hear books in the bathroom, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it really uh, uh, takes care of the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. It takes care of the money mindset. It takes mm-hmm. care of self, uh, you know, uh, encouragement. Mm-hmm. So lot of concepts in that book. So I consider like just like Bhagavad Gita is to life. Think and mm-hmm. Grow Rich is to entrepreneurs. Wow, wow, you know? wow. uh, it's really amazing that that book is amazingly written. Um, and the the other thing is also this book called How to Win Friends and Influence Others, mm. another basic fundamental book. Uh, mm. Because in business, everything is relationships. Everything is your communication. Mm. You, you know, there's one thing that a CEO has is communication. So if mm. you know, want to know how to communicate, read that book. Mm. It's going to really help you. Mm. And then Rich Dad Poor Dad. There's all those you know others. You can just go on Audible or any other that you see. I think we should we should do a separate session sometime on. Uh, your learnings from bhagavad gita and connecting with current business i think that can be a whole set of webinar which so every friday i do it actually we oh, have the periodic podcast i do a zoom session now called okay. philosophy friday so it's all entrepreneurs and we are basically study the gita 
and from there lessons wow. for entrepreneurship lessons for entrepreneurship lessons for management leadership so it's really cool that way i would love to uh, if you could send us a link and can uh, unlimited people join that group yeah, yeah, yeah so i can send it to <laughs> so i can so guys who are listening to this podcast and those who are viewing i'll put that link in the in the footer and you guys can also join and get some free lessons from bhagavad gita from somebody who has been who has been reading to bhagavad gita from such a long time mm-hmm. so uh, moving to my next question avilo uh, who uh, so i this question again is is two sided one is uh, uh, from because you have seen both the worlds you have been an entrepreneur and you also been an an investor uh, who are the people whom you admire from the business world and who are the people whom you admire from the investor world what do you mean by industrial world so investors investors yeah okay um hmm. so ratan tata is somebody i really appreciate uh, mm. in, in in india he is a man of character he gives back generous uh, from all angles i really appreciate him as a as a business person mm. uh, obviously steve jobs is somebody that i have learned a lot from actually uh, so one of my mentors in the us i was a terrible i was i'm an, i'm an introvert you won't believe me i'm an introvert and when i was struggling with my presentations he said well watch how steve jobs launches the ipod mm. and watch how he launches the first apple air mm. and you won't believe me how many times i watched those presentations and now my presentations are so good not obviously at the level of steve jobs but so much better i learned it from steve jobs mm. right so tremendous respect for him warren he's, buffett he's like you are like eklavian he is your guru never ah, been pretty much like that yeah, yeah. you know doesn't know like that for your thumb <laughs> is dead thank god <laughs> uh, uh, yeah should i say that anyway uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, what i'm trying to say is so so yeah steve jobs uh, tony robbins inspires me a lot in yeah. terms of life and how to you know get out of uh, the the darkness of entrepreneurship which mm-hmm. is like loneliness and mm-hmm. and uh, when you're hit with rejections and hit mm-hmm. with problems and people cheat you and all of that mm-hmm. uh, so so there are multiple people that i draw uh, inspiration from but of all things it really goes back to bhagavad gita again mm-hmm. because whatever krishna says because i can feel uh, the presence of krishna in my life these other folks their words are there mm-hmm. but in terms of my relationship with god is i can actually he is in my heart mm-hmm. so nothing inspires me more than that and when krishna says it will be okay i know his word mm-hmm. is okay you know he he is the most powerful so mm-hmm. so there's no but nobody more powerful than him, than him right. that inspires me the most that i have the most powerful person guarding me right. uh, and taking care of me and sustaining me right so you won't believe there is there is a animated movie i don't know whether you've heard about it's called arjun acha it is it is so it is my go to movie whenever i'm feeling bad whenever i feel depressed because there is a there is a line in uh, in that movie which i still get goosebumps when i when i say this line there's a line which krishna says is that जो आया ही नहीं है उससे क्या डरना आई थिंक दैट इज वन ऑफ द मोस्ट पावरफुल लाइन विच यू कैन एवर ड्राइव यू नो इंस्पिरेशन फ्रॉम बिकॉज इफ समथिंग विच इज नॉट हैिप everybody talks about only the positive aspect that you don't have to work for somebody you make millions of money and especially a lot of young generations so i'm against saying i young because i am also 36 i'm talking about people who are 20 to 20 when they just get into into entrepreneurship uh, they only look at the brighter side of entrepreneurship which seasoned entrepreneurs people who have 
been there, done that, they, and you are right, depression, dark side, uh, to, to a certain extent, loneliness to a certain extent, losing your family members and also to, to certain extents, uh, suicides as well, which we have seen a lot of time happening. Uh, two questions, how, what would you suggest people to, uh, you know, take care of themselves? Second is, how do you also, because it's not that somebody, you are never out of that darker side, whether you are a small businessman or a big business. So how do you tackle with those, these darker side and what do you suggest people to do? So I, uh, our life is like a tree, you know, there are the roots, there is the stem, and then there are the leaves and fruits, mm. right? So the roots are basically to, to absorb nourishment. Mm. So I take nourishment from my mentors, from these books, from spirituality is where I get nourished from. Mm. And then the, the, the bark or the stem of the tree, that's where the equals or the friends are. Now, what happens is when you are in startup or entrepreneurship, you don't have so much time for socializing. Mm. As a result, you lose a lot of friends. I have lost many, many friends. So I have very handpicked, maybe three to four people I consider actually good friends uh, mm. that I can share my heart with. Mm. So I go back to them, I call them, we crack jokes or we share something heart to heart inspiration mm. and you feel rejuvenated. Mm. And the next is the fruits and the leaves, you know, where you give back the things mm. that you have earned you give back. So I have a lot of mentees. Mm. I have a lot of uh, our incubates. Mm. A lot of these other people, I get 200 messages every day and I respond to all of them. It takes me four hours, mm. but I respond to every single one of them. And many of them are ranging from uh, girlfriend left me uh, and I want to kill myself mm. to don't have any money, want to start my startup. Mm. Right? Mm. The whole range of people. And I respond to all of them in, in short blurbs and I've made, you know, 210 videos. So Thankfully, many of those videos deal with a lot of these frequently asked questions on uh, those frequently asked questions. So I uh, tell them, here's the video. And beyond that, if you need more, I'm here for you. And that has healed many people. So I do that. So every day I'm giving my fruits and leaves uh, to, to people. But, but don't you think that a lot of people uh, would say that this, what you're doing is uh, you are wasting your time or it, it takes too much of energy from your side? It does take too much energy. And I was not doing this when I was starting my startup. Mm. I didn't do it in my second startup, third startup, fourth startup. I started doing it after I had a little stable. Mm. So just like a tree, when it's growing up, it doesn't give fruit. Ah, right. right? Yeah. So what it's, once it's stable and its roots are deep enough, that's mm. when it develops fruits right. and it gives, and it's supposed to give, right? Mm. So, so same for me. Now that by God's grace, I'm at a certain place. It's my duty to give health the next generation. Mm. Mm. And uh, people can say it's a waste of time, but uh, when I get the appreciation and I, uh, when people, I see lives transform, more than appreciation, I see lives transforming. Mm. To me, that actually empowers me. It inspires me. Mm. So it's important. What I've heard is su successful people don't become happy. Happy people become successful. Mm. Mm. So a lot of my happiness is dependent on my self-worth. Mm. And my self-worth is dependent on what am I doing for other people. Right. It's not just a net worth. It's also what I'm doing for the other people. So when I see that transformation, but internal as well. it, it gives me that uh, thing that, you know what, I'm put on this planet, I can die at this moment, but I've done my part. Mm. I've done enough mm. to make other lives, impact other lives. Mm. So that for me is very important. So one can say it's a waste of time because they don't see the tangible value, but mm. most good things in life, you cannot see it. Mm. Love, you cannot see. God, you cannot see. Intelligence, you cannot see, right? right? Uh, 
you cannot see if you hurt someone the hurt you cannot see mm. but these things are the things that make a, a difference mm. so all the good things in life you cannot see that doesn't mean they don't have value yeah so all all good things do not have a kpi that's that's that can be a phrase which which you very nice actually you should tweet that <laughs> <laughs> i can use that time. so i will i i really love the the analogy which you gave about a fruit uh, and a tree is that you know till the time the tree is not stable it cannot give fruit so this is a question which i wanted to ask you because i have been seeing and i i have been facing this problem from a such a not such a long time but when i see my blood actually boils so what happens is i have been seeing lot of uh, digital marketing gurus pro- popping up on my facebook on my instagram those people who have just 6 months or 7 months and they say i am a digital marketing guru i do this and i'm sure in your industry also you see people who say that you know i'm an investor like, and oh, i have learned this mentor. so how, yeah so how how do you uh, how do you keep yourself in control when you see these these stupid people giving yarn and actually making fool out of other people and they are degrading the industry in which which all of us are working unfriend and block <laughs> because uh, i know they're going to watch my videos that they're going to repeat the same thing and they're uh, going to make somebody fool and all this i just unfriend and block <laughs> let's see those guys the sad part is this 18 19 year olds want to be gary v that's that so, uh, they all that he will gary built a few million dollar business into i think 30 million dollar business and then he started doing what he did yeah, yeah. and every teenager now thinks ki i could also be life coach okay. bhai you write books also i'm like what have you done in life you're just taking copy pasting from steve jobs and this and that and you're writing books yeah anyway. but but i think india is, has such a huge population there are still people who are paying and they are get and they are making fool out of themselves you look at all the uh, babas and the malvis and the christian uh, guys everybody is doing it so it's been going on since uh, you know sai baba times and all that i'm not saying anything bad about them yeah yeah all these folks they have been doing magic and people go for it they fall for it so it's there that way entrepreneurship also digital marketing also it's just you <laughs> guard me you know <laughs> the new age new age babas new age babas nothing against babas but you look at any dariwala baba they're not uh, below 1000 crores on one hand i appreciate bhagavad gita on another hand i uh, rebuke this uh, fake godmen right. because they don't follow bhagavad gita they do not say what bhagavad gita says uh, they lie uh, they cheat and they're nothing but crooks green and it this is not just hinduism this is all religions right right uh, so uh, and same thing is now happening with digital marketers and entrepreneurs and yeah, serial right. entrepreneurs means they failed multiple times <laughs> not a single startup you could build and you to fail on failed entrepreneur right right great great So, hello. My my next question is: You mentioned about uh, the importance ha- of having mentors. Uh, so, my question to you is: uh, uh, Give me one piece of advice, or maybe two, uh, of 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 a mentor who had given you and which you have followed as as a principle of your life, and you're still uh, working on that has helped you a lot in in building your career. So, first of all, let me talk about selecting a mentor because you talked about all these uh, fake people out there. Hmm. so a mentor should be somebody who you want to be where he, he, you want to be there someday and that person is already already there hmm. and that person has been where you are today oh. so sometimes what happens is somebody is independently wealthy because the parents are independently wealthy hmm. Hmm. the parents money they have grown right. so that's not a right mentor because you know understand where you are coming from hmm. Hmm. unless you are from that kind of background right if you are a self made person you need to be helped by a self made person right hmm. Uh, so first of all, understand that a mentor is somebody who is where you want to be mm. and who has been where you are today. Mm. Who is so? So in my case, there has been uh, two teachings. You you are asking me basically what I've learned, best things I've learned from my mentor. Advices which people have given you, mentors have given you. Right. Um, 
So, so one thing I have uh, seen is you don't have control over things. Mm. Right? Know that you don't have control, so delegate. Mm. Learn to delegate. Don't hold on to things. Mm. Because uh, if you can get smarter people around you mm. without ego, so mm. pull your ego down, put smarter people around you, let them deal with mm. things that you're not good at. Mm. God has given you two or three gifts. Focus on those two gifts. Mm. You do that better than everybody else and let everybody who's better than you and other things, let them do the rest. Mm. That's your co-founding team. Mm. And with that, you can really uh, uh, go on a great journey. You can have an average idea. You can have a shitty idea. Mm. But if the people are intelligent, mm. you're going to dynamically evolve and make it into a very successful uh, uh, business. If mm. you have a great idea and shitty people, average people, mm. uh, really bad idea. You know, you will not go too far. Mm. Uh, that's, that's one thing. Two is uh, the, the same thing I had mentioned a few minutes back is be humble. Mm. Know that you don't know or not. So I don't know. I want to know. Don't struggle alone. Mm. Go to somebody who knows a four, five minute phone call can save you six months of trouble. Mm. Right? So be resourceful. Mm. Uh, don't, many things you don't know, many things you don't have to learn, mm. uh, but, but just, so there's a quote that I really appreciate. So when I was doing this for Obama, uh, White House panel for entrepreneurship education, they gave me a quote. It says, entrepreneur cannot spell it, be one and hire someone who can. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah, and, and the, in the US, we are very good with spelling, but in the US, people are not so uh, right. good with spelling. So now entrepreneur is a French word. So entrepreneur be, uh, cannot spell it, be one and hire someone who can. And that's the whole point, hmm. uh, that you don't have to know everything of everything. You shouldn't learn how to code if you don't know how to code. You shouldn't learn marketing if you don't know how to market. Just get the right folks who believe in the same vision and passion and right. uh, get them to do the hard work. Great, great learnings happening, guys. And I think the conversation is getting very insightful. As well as I'm also trying to extract as much stories as I can from Avilo so that we all can learn from those stories. So my next question to you, Avilo, is uh, what are the five qualities which, which you would say? I know a lot of qualities in which you need as an entrepreneur. But what do you think are the top five qualities which, which you think uh, should uh, be in an entrepreneur? The first quality is written and oral communication. Mm. It's very important for you to be able to express in less words succinctly mm. in such a way that your grandmother can also understand you. Mm. Mm. One. Mm. Two is uh, you should have the ability to grab people, identify people who mm. have talent, who can mm. grow you and grab them and excite them, inspire them to bring on board. Mm. If you don't have this quality, uh, then get to get a Steve Jobs. If you're Steve Wozniak, get a Steve Jobs. Mm. If you're Steve Jobs, get a Steve Wozniak. Mm. That's mm. Right. Uh, but know that you don't know something. Don't think you know everything. Right. Uh, so written communication, written and oral communication, and two is uh, the, the ability to inspire and get the right folks on board. Hmm. Three is uh, relationship management. Hmm. You know, how to convince somebody, how to uh, connect with an unknown stranger hmm. and then bring them on board. Do favors. Right. Mm. Give, give, give before asking is a mm. principle I follow. Right. Mm. So even when I was being mentored by billionaire mentors and mm. I was a teenager who was broke, had nothing. Mm. I was baking cheese biscuits for them because I love baking and cooking and I was bringing it to them. I was like, look, you guys have everything, mm. but uh, you don't know my recipe. So this is my way of reciprocating with your kindness. Mm. And they loved it. They're like, wow, we have not, we help so many people, but nobody reciprocates because they think we have everything. Mm. This is such a sweet gesture. Mm. Uh, and we actually made a business out of it. We called it OMG Biscuits and we made 600% profit and all that. But that's yeah. a different story altogether. But the point is, give back. 
Hmm. Building relationship means you have to give, right. then you can ask for something. Right. 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 Uh, and that goes in LinkedIn when you're reaching out to investors or whoever else. Appreciating hmm. is also giving. Hmm. Sweet hmm. words, is, it doesn't cost you any money. Right. Um, the fourth thing is uh, being the ability to take feedback, market research, hmm. and translate that to product design. Hmm. Hmm. It's a very, very rare skill to have. Hmm. Hmm. But if you can have that skill, it is mind-blowing what you can do with that because people don't know what they want. And mm -hmm. they'll say something. So for example, Henry Ford, mm -hmm. uh, he asked people, what kind of uh, vehicle do you want? Mm -hmm. And people said, we want, instead of two horse buggy, we want six horse buggy. Mm -hmm. He took it as they want speed mm -hmm. and they want it cheap. Mm -hmm. They don't know that motor cars can be cheap. Right. So he made motor cars that are affordable. Mm -hmm. And same time in Germany, Volkswagen mm -hmm. happened. Volks as in folks, wagon as in car. So car mm -hmm. for the common people. Right. So revolution happened at the same time in two parts of the world and we have traffic jams today as a result. <laughs> so, uh, so, so that the ability to take research, market research and translate that to product uh, and service design. And the fifth mm. thing is uh, money management. Mm. A lot of times what happens is for every entrepreneur you'll face it. End of the month, you have to pay your salaries, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh shit, oh shit, who do I pay, who do I not pay, who do I fire, who do I? This, especially now with COVID 19, right. many people are struggling. You know, one of my mentors, he has a business which has a revenue of $160 million every year mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. And he, first April, uh, he said, well, no, I fired 2,100 employees out of 2,800. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the 700 that I kept, I'm going to be, I have enough cash to sustain them over the next two years mm -hmm. till this COVID 19 goes away. Hmm. But if I were to be Jesus Christ hmm. and keep all my employees intact, hmm. I would die in six months. Hmm. The business would die, I would be bankrupt and everybody else will be also dead. Hmm. Versus 2100 are crying, hmm. but the 700 that are core people, hmm. they are sustained, my business is sustained and right after COVID-19 will go up again. Right, right. So that's the mindset. A lot of times what happens is as a leader, you try to be a little too idealistic hmm. and you try to be Jesus Christ and be a savior for everyone and don't know that you're not God. Right. So put the oxygen mask on your face, just like on a plane, they say, first put it on yourself, then put it on your child. Right. Right. So similarly, first save yourself, save your business, mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, the employees and everything else, stakeholders can be there. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah. In fact, this is, I will talk to you separately on this. I'll, on, on this topic, I'll talk to you separately. It's, it is actually very, very close because I think everybody is facing, every entrepreneur is facing the same situation currently. Absolutely. So my next and in fact, my last two questions to Evelo are hypothetical. So if, uh, if you could get a time machine and if you could go back in time and if you could change something in your life, whether professional or personal, uh, what all changes will you make? And question number two is in the same time machine, if you could go ahead in time in let's say 10 years, 15 years, uh, what changes would you have made or, and where do you see yourself and Kolkata Ventures? So um, the first question I'll respond to, I, uh, one of my arrogance was that I thought I'm not the academic type. I don't like reading mm. and I can learn by doing. Mm. And after I started reading, I realized there's so much I can learn so much faster by mm. somebody else's experience. Mm. And I wish I started doing that when I was 21, 22 mm. versus when I was 30, 31. Mm. Right? Uh, so that's one. I, I would definitely have read a lot more by now if I had mm. started earlier. Uh, I didn't invest enough. Mm. Uh, you know, that is also another thing I would do more 
uh, especially in stocks and bonds and other things, mm. uh, real estate. Uh, I didn't invest enough. Mm. So I would do that more mm. uh, if I could go back in time machine. These are two things I would do. study, read more, study more and invest more. And buy Facebook shares also by going back in time <laughs> at the right time. <laughs> um, the going forward 10 years, you know, I don't know. Uh, and I'm not that kind of a person who makes five-year plans, 10-year plans. Mm. I'm a guy who looks at the next 12 months mm. and, and figures out what it, what it will be like. Mm. And because in, in five years, 10 years, a lot can change with technology, with COVID-19 kind of situations, with policies changing, government changing, wars. So you don't know. And I'm not that much of a visionary going so much forward. But for sure, I know that wherever I am, how much far uh, down the line, there's one thing I will be doing is I'll be sharing, I'll be caring mm. in whatever capacity, whether as a spiritual person, whether as an entrepreneur, whether as a son, uh, uh, whatever else, right? Mm. So that's for sure. That's the principle of, of my uh, life. Uh, how I'll be doing it, what instrument, I don't know. Mm. Will it be in the form of Kolkata Ventures or XYZ Private Limited Company? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Great, great, Avilo. I think it was a really amazing conversation which we had and I asked you a lot of questions. And so uh, before I end this uh, conversation, anything, any message or any wisdom which you would, which I might have forgotten to ask you, which you'd like to give to our listeners and our viewers here? So uh, uh, the gist of what I've learned from uh, my eight businesses is, uh, and goes in this quote that I created. So basically think big, start small, grow slow, then grow fast. So think really, really big. You know, Steve Jobs, 30 years before the iPad came out, he said a computer will be a screen with one button. Mm. And the iPad came out. So he said that in 1977, I believe, and it came out in 2007, 2008. So mm. 30 years before that, he already had the vision of what it's going to be. Mm. But he started with, you know, ugly computers and came to that. So mm. think really big. That mm. the sky is not the limit. Mm. And then start small. Whatever is the low-hanging fruit, start with that. Mm. It's not your last business. Uh, make your mistakes, but don't repeat the mistakes. So mm -hmm. grow slow. In the slow growing process, you will make mistakes. You'll learn as you go. Mm -hmm. And as you figure out a, a repeatable, scalable model, mm -hmm. then grow fast, capture the market, get venture capital investors on board because you have validation now. So mm -hmm. then grow really fast, capture as much as you can and go all out, scale. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the last thing I wish. Great, great, Avilo. Thanks a lot for your time. And guys, I'm sure you must have learned a lot from Avilo and and all this wisdom which he imparted us. So if people want to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you if they want any, any advice? Uh, you can uh, get in touch with me through my website, avelloroy.com. Okay. Or you can connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I respond sure. to LinkedIn and Instagram pretty frequently. Sure. As well as my website contact form. Great. So guys, I will put the, uh, the website address and the Instagram. And, I'm, and Avil, I'll also need you to please share your YouTube channel also, which you have given so many FAQs of life, starting from leaving a girlfriend to <laughs> I'll definitely share with all my viewers as well. Thank you so much. And, uh, thanks a lot, Avelo. Thanks a lot for giving your time. And it was really great chatting and understanding a lot of things from you. Same here. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. And you can, I will be back next Friday with a new guest. Uh, you can check out Digital Micropreneur. And thanks again, Avelo, for, for all the wisdom that you shared with us. Most welcome.